Chapter Four of the Mikado Jewel by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Four, The Inquest. Destiny works in a most mysterious way, and frequently the evil which she brings on individuals becomes the parent of good. During the three years which had passed since the death of her father patricia had faced much trouble for a girl of twenty-two she had no money and had possessed no friends until she met with mrs sellers so her career had been a painful one of toil and penury and heartfelt despair this last misfortune which connected her with the commission of a crime seemed to be the greatest blow which had befallen her and she truly believed that she was now entirely ruined for who as she argued would engage as a governess a girl who was mixed up in so shady a business even if she could prove her innocence and she had no doubt on that score the mere fact of her errand to the park was so fantastic in the explanation that many people would believe she had invented it in order to shield herself from arrest in nine cases out of ten this might have happened but destiny ordained that patricia's case should be the tenth through the darkness of the clouds which environed her the sun of prosperity broke unexpectedly of course next day the newspapers contained details of the murder at the home of art and the mystery fascinated the public crook street was never so full since it had been a thoroughfare motor-cars hansom cabs four-wheelers taxicabs carts bicycles and conveyances of every description came to the curved cul-de-sac also sightseers on foot came to survey the house and number three appeared in the daily illustrated papers when the reporters became more fully acquainted with what had taken place the portrait of patricia appeared also together with an account of how the murdered woman had induced her to leave the house it was generally considered notwithstanding that the errand had been proved to be a genuine one that mrs pentreddle had sent the girl away in order that she might see the mysterious person who had murdered her if this was not so argued everybody how came it that the man people were certain that the criminal was a man had gained admission into the house an examination of the snicks to the windows had proved that they were too stiff to be pressed back from the outside and indeed that the upper and lower sashes of the windows were so close together that the blade of a knife could not be slipped in between plainly the man could not have entered in this way so the only assumption that was natural appeared to be that the dead woman had admitted him by the door the fact that the middle window was unlatched and slightly open was accounted for by the presumption that the man had left in that way but why he should have chosen this odd means of exit when he could have more easily have left by the front door the theorists did not pretend to explain however the general opinion was that patricia's fantastic tale was true the finding of the articles on the bench and the evidence of the two policemen together with the cabman's statement proved this and that mrs pentreddle had got rid of her as an inconvenient witness to an unpleasant interview how unpleasant it had proved for mrs pentreddle herself 
could be plainly seen from the fact that she was now dead and that a jury and a coroner were about to sit on her remains harkness had gathered together what evidence he could which was not much and the reporters were all on the qui vive for startling revelations to be made the whole affair was so out of the ordinary that the journalists anxious to fill up the columns of their respective papers during the dull season made the most of the very excellent and unusual copy supplied to them they added to this they took away from that and so distorted the truth that plain facts became even more sensational than they truly were and this painting of the lily brought miss carroll into prominence as the heroine of the day the girl shrank from such sordid publicity but it was useless to try and hide as the searchlight of journalism played fiercely upon her that she was so pretty only added to the attractiveness of the unwholesome episode and when her portrait was published patricia received at least six offers of marriage all of these she naturally refused and was indeed very indignant that they should have been made mrs sellers was rather surprised at this indignation as having the instincts of a successful actress she looked on such publicity as an excellent advertisement my dear she said impressively two or three days after the murder and when the home of art was the centre of attraction to all morbid people sorry as i am that martha poor darling met with such a sad death there is no denying that the tragedy will do the house good oh cried patricia her highest instincts outrage how can you talk so i am a sensible woman and must talk so said ma firmly tears and sorrow won't bring martha back again and perhaps she is better where she is as she certainly never enjoyed life in a sensible way since this is the case let us take good out of evil i thought my dear that the home would have been ruined but instead of that it has become famous i could fill the place twice over as so many people wish to come but i intend to keep my present lodgers at the same prices never shall it be said that i made capital out of my dear sister's death but you my dear need not be so particular since you are not connected with her in a flesh-and-blood way as i am do you see patricia shivered no mrs sellers i really don't see i am connected with poor mrs pentreddle in a blood way certainly for if i had not gone out she would have been alive now well my dear you couldn't help going out since you had to go on the errand and no one knows better than i do how obstinate martha was well she's gone and as soon as they've settled who killed her we must send her to devonshire to devonshire echoed patricia surprised yes didn't i tell you that squire colpster whose housekeeper she was has come to london well he is in town now and called to see me to-day he is very shocked at martha's death and intends to take the body back to lay in beckley churchyard near that of her late husband or perhaps i should say its late husband although i am not sure that an it can have a husband it's very kind of the squire but the colpsters were always kind he is coming to see you this afternoon before the inquest takes place what about asked patricia uneasily he wishes to hear the story from your own lips 
it is in all the papers and much of what the papers say is untrue all the better advertisement said mrs sellers cheerfully i'm quite sure my dear that your troubles are over you can marry when you choose i certainly shan't marry those horrid men who have had the impertinence to write to me declared patricia indignantly oh i should if you find one of the men is nice and rich but if you don't feel inclined to marry you are at least sufficiently widely known to get a good situation patricia shuddered again and to her soul who would engage a girl connected with such a horrid crime lots of people said mrs sellers promptly and the crime is not so horrid as mysterious who can have murdered martha and why everyone is asking that question mrs sellers no one seems to obtain an answer observed the good lady mournfully not even inspector harkness or the police well my dear i must go and see about the dinner remember what i said to you you have a magnificent boom on just now and if you take full advantage of it you are made for life miss carroll did not know whether to laugh or to scold when ma left her but finally took refuge in quiet merriment notwithstanding her disgust at finding herself the centre of such a sordid sensation good-natured and kind as mrs sellers undoubtedly was the idea that she could urge anyone as she phrased it to make capital out of her sister's death revolted patricia's finer feelings certainly since the old actress intended to retain her children even though she could have obtained more lucrative boarders she was behaving extraordinarily well considering her limitations but in spite of her own self-denial her theatrical instincts were so very strong that she had induced someone to make use of the advertisement as she could not bear to see such a chance of gaining a wide publicity wasted it quite grieved her that patricia should so persistently refuse especially when she considered that the girl required money but miss carroll not only declined to entertain the idea but kept as much as she could to her own room and refused interviews to several inquisitive reporters she has no business capabilities mourned ma to the playwright why if this had happened to me when i was on the stage i should have doubled my salary in a week and trebled it in a month which statement was undoubtedly true since the majority of people greatly enjoyed the morbid squire colpster as patricia learned the country gentleman was always called at beckley and also by mrs sellers who was a beckley woman appeared at the home of art immediately before the inquest was held and therefore had scanty opportunity of talking with the girl although he managed to exchange a few words he turned out to be a tall lean and rather bent man with a dry ivory-hued skin and gold-rimmed spectacles perched on an aquiline nose the term squire suited the john bull personality of inspector harkness better than it did this quiet student and patricia although she did not learn at the moment what mr colpster's particular studies were gathered that he passed the greater part of his days in a well-furnished library only the tragic death of an old and valued servant this gentleman hinted would have brought him up to london during the very damp month of november he spoke with considerable emotion 
poor martha how strange it is that she should have come to town to meet with this terrible doom i was never so shocked in my life as when i read the telegram sent by mrs sellers do you know why she came to london asked patricia bluntly mr colster shook his head which was covered with rather long iron-gray hair in true student fashion i only know that martha wanted to go for a fortnight's jaunt to london her own words and i rather think although she did not say so added the squire musingly that she expected to meet her son harry who is a sailor is he in town now i believe so my nephew theodore dane told me that he had seen him over a week ago harry then said that he had returned from the far east and was going later to amsterdam for a few days if he has carried out his intention i expect that he is ignorant of his mother's death when he hears of it will he return immediately i think as harry is greatly attached to his mother if anyone can find the assassin harry pentreddle will as he is smart and very tenacious of anything he takes up i wish i knew where he was in amsterdam miss carroll as i could then send him a telegram patricia pondered i wonder if he can throw any light on the motive for the commission of the crime it seems impossible as harry having been on a year's voyage has not seen his mother for twelve months it is just possible that as martha was a week in town before her murder she may have seen harry in the interval of course i understand that martha only sprained her foot on the night previous to her death she slept on the stairs said patricia mechanically her son certainly has not been here or mrs sellers would have told me have you any idea what caused the crime to be committed mr colster pondered in his turn i rather think i will wait until the inquest is ended before answering that question he said judiciously but won't you answer it at the inquest so that the truth of the matter may be known urged the girl puzzled by his tone i may not be asked the question at the inquest said mr colster blandly and declined to discuss the matter further indeed there was no time as they were summoned at this moment to the drawing-room where the jurymen under the control of the coroner were waiting for the various witnesses they had already inspected the body of the unfortunate woman which was lying in an upstairs bedroom as has been said before inspector harkness had very little evidence to lay before those in authority the criminal whether man or woman had disappeared in what seemed to be a magical manner all the officer could do and did do was to produce various witnesses to relate baldly what had taken place and these could say very little nothing could be proved save that martha pentreddle had been murdered but by whom and for what reason it was impossible to say the inspector gave a hurried sketch of all that had happened since he had been summoned to the home of art and then called his first witness this was mrs sellers who wept a great deal and spoke volubly adopting her best dramatic manner so as to create a sensation for she was always mindful in spite of her genuine grief that what she said would be printed in all the great newspapers the chance of advertising herself as a retired star of the drama was too good to be lost 
but in spite of the good lady's volubility she had really very little information to give her sister mrs pentreddle had come to london six days previous to her death from devonshire where she was housekeeper to squire colpster ostensibly on the plea of shopping she had gone out a great deal but nearly always the witness was with her and the deceased had not spoken to any one in particular she had certainly mentioned that her son harry had returned from the far east and that she hoped to see him before she returned to devonshire but harry had neither written nor had he called and i should have been so pleased to see harry who is a very charming nephew to have ended mrs sellers with doubtful grammar did the deceased mention that she was expecting any one on the night she was murdered asked the coroner gravely oh dear me no sir had she done so i should have forbidden her to receive a single person as she was slightly feverish from a sprain caused by slipping on the stairs and was not in a condition to see any one in fact i was most unwilling to leave her but she implored me to do so as she knew how interested i was in the drama of mr samuel amersham but only on the condition that someone remained to look after her did i agree to go miss carroll kindly promised to remain so i departed quite happy only to return said mrs sellers with a burst of emotion to find that martha was gone to that bourne whence no traveller returns the deceased never hinted to you that she was in danger of her life never she was quite happy that is as happy as she could be with her religious views which were extremely dull she had no idea of dying for she told me that she hoped harry would return with her to devonshire did you know of anything in her life which led you to believe that she had an enemy who desired her death certainly not martha never made an enemy in her life although she certainly was the reverse of agreeable she was as dull as i am bright said mrs sellers blushing comedy and tragedy pa called us and this remark ended the examination as the witness apparently could throw no light on the darkness which environed the crime the doctor who had been called in to examine the body stated that the deceased had been murdered by some sharp instrument being thrust into the throat this had pierced the jugular vein and the miserable woman becoming unconscious almost at once had slowly bled to death her hair was in disorder and when discovered her body was lying half on and half off the sofa it was the doctor's opinion that the assassin grasping the hair had drawn back his victim's head so that he could the more easily accomplish his deadly purpose from the nature of the wound it was probably inflicted by a fine and narrow blade witness thought that a stiletto might have been used from the condition of the body death had undoubtedly taken place at ten o'clock but probably since the death was caused by hemorrhage deceased must have been struck down some minutes earlier this was all the medical evidence obtainable and although it proved clearly how mrs pentreddle died could not show who had committed the crime but the use of the word stiletto gave the coroner an idea only a foreigner would use such a weapon he remarked the witness disagreed the word suggests an italian 
because it is the name of a weapon extensively employed by the bravi of the middle ages but a murderer of any other nation would use it just as naturally if it came to hand besides i only assume from the nature of the wound the smallness of the orifice that a stiletto was used i am sure that i am right however and the coroner rather agreed as he also was a doctor and had seen the wound himself could there have been a stiletto in the house he asked generally yes cried mrs sellers unexpectedly from her seat near the door and became prodigiously excited what's that asked the coroner as the doctor stepped away from the place assigned to witnesses what do you say mrs sellers at once occupied the vacated position now i remember that only three days before poor dear martha met with her death i was showing her some of my old stage dresses there was a page's costume i wore in the duke's motto and with it were the jewels and a stiletto pooh pooh a stage weapon said the coroner contemptuously not at all a friend of mine who admired my acting gave me a real italian stiletto to wear in the part a very dangerous weapon it was sharp and pointed i dare say martha was killed with that have you missed it no i put away the dresses and never thought of looking but martha could easily have taken it while my back was turned just wait sir and i'll go and see and before the coroner could give permission mrs sellers as active as a young girl was out of the room there was a pause as it was impossible to continue the examination of other witnesses until this important point was settled every one looked at one another but no one spoke as it was felt that here at least was a tangible clue in a very short space of time mrs sellers returned red-faced and out of breath waving an empty sheath it's not here she declared quickly and giving the gold-embroidered sheath to the coroner this is all that i found martha must have taken the stiletto but why should she demanded the coroner doubtfully ask me another said mrs sellers vulgarly and with a shrug there was only one inference to be drawn from the absence of the weapon mrs pentreddle knew that she was in danger and had therefore armed herself against a possible attempt being made on her life End of chapter 4